harmonizing masculinity with emotional intelligence. In this six-part series, we'll explore intricate relationship between masculinity and emotional intelligence, drawing from wisdom from the timeless teachings of Sun Tzu and the art of war. Plus, I'll sprinkle in a little bit of insights from my dating past life, uh, my martial arts experiences, married life, and even fatherhood. They say all is fair in love and war. They say love is a battlefield. Welcome to the battlefield of love. Listen up, troopers. Let's learn how embracing emotional intelligence and self-regulation can empower us as leaders in our public and our professional lives. You can definitely apply this with your kids. And where I think it matters the most in your intimate relationships mm. with your girlfriend mm. or your wife, depending on where you are on that journey. We'll stick around to the end. I'll give you some practical, tactical tools to add to your arsenal. And uh, why is this important? Because if you want to signal true masculinity, as uh, Ryan Mickler coined, to protect, to provide, and to preside, you are your most powerful when you can demonstrate these attributes, these characteristics, by being cool, calm, collected, and competent. Look, life is going to test you. You know this. Your wife, your kids, everything. So stop letting it defeat you. Love is a battlefield. If you're here, maybe you have loved and lost a battle or two. Now let's tactically retreat. Dust yourself off and get on your feet. Let's implement new strategies and new tactics. And let's turn those losses into victories. So don't quit. They need you. Your sons and daughters need you. The world needs you. Now more than ever. Okay? You guys are getting me all fired up. So uh, let's go into part one, unraveling the masculine paradigm. Let's begin by unraveling the conventional understanding of masculinity and its intersection with emotional intelligence. So first, let's define what all that means. What is the masculine paradigm? So first, let's start off with what is a paradigm? It's an archetype, a standard, a prototype, a model. It's your outlook on how you see or how you filter things in your life. 
Are you tracking? Listen up. Good. Okay. If you haven't yet, light up that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Don't be shy. Comment this what's on your good. mind. Give me yeah, some feedback. Boy. Or forever hold your peace. All right? Okay. So let's get back on track. So what is masculinity? As I was researching for this episode, I went down a huge rabbit hole just to define the masculine paradigm. And yes, I know that rhymes. It's the poet in me. I don't know. Anyways, if you want to do a deep dive, I invite you to read two amazing books. One is Iron John, a book about men by Robert Bly. The second is King, Warrior, Magician, Lover by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. I also read two papers, one by artist G. Cecil from Arizona State University. And the other is a collaboration between Michael E. Addis and Jeffrey H. Cohane of Clark University. I'll link them in the description because just reading the titles would probably take 10 minutes. Like seriously. And I value your time troopers. Appreciate you guys being here. So I just went online to look up the etymology of what is. Well, let me define uh, what an etymology is. For those in the back etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way their meanings like morph and change throughout history so i went on the online etymology dictionary and you know what they say about the word masculine i'll quote male person comma male a word of unknown origin <laughs> so i'm just going to break it down in a real easy fashion men to be masculine is to do hard things little boys complain and they whine and they want to faint but men must do the hard tasks why because god gave us this toughest Assignment. He gives his toughest assignments to his strongest soldiers. That's why. Remember, he gave you these wide shoulders so you can carry the heavier burdens to uh, hold up a family, to hold up a nation, to lead the way. Don't get me going, man. I'm already fired up. So let's define emotional intelligence, also referred to as EQ, meaning emotional intelligence quotient basically it's the capacity to be aware of control and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judicially and empathetically uh, don't worry about it we'll unpack this and go deeper and get clearer in part two of the series i'll be back but for now let's agree that Emotional intelligence is not for the weak of heart. It's no walk in the park. No, sir. But it is a superpower. 
and you're a powerful dude i commend you for being here man seriously so just as a skilled general avoids confronting a powerful enemy head on or a smaller fighter facing a bigger opponent in a david versus goliath situation emotional intelligence allows us to navigate the challenges by understanding when to step back and when to engage assertively making us formidable leaders and lovers mm. so men do hard things like being aware and in control of our emotions and being aware of those around us as well now let's add some old school wisdom from the book the art of war by sun tzu after all this is the battlefield of love so i quote military tactics are like water for in its natural course flows away from the high places and rushes down so in war the way is to avoid what is strong and to strike at what is weak what this tells me is be like water be fluid and don't take it or don't take someone head on just like a uh, jocko willink a uh, former navy commander of task unit bruiser he has an amazing technique and he calls it detaching where you take a mental and sometimes physical step back and you look up and observe what is going on the white belt level is just being aware enough to identify that you need to detach the blue belt level is actually detaching and if you want to go deeper and get into the purple belt level at detaching practice your poker face or as jocko calls it normal face this is where you consciously relax all the muscles in your face to allow no emotions to be seen as you regulate your breath now if you want to get into brown belt level get grounded and start taking inventory after you've done all these other steps the black belt level would be as jocko states he automatically goes into a, a mentality of thinking of how am i wrong in this situation man that, that's a superpower because i ain't there yet you know i got a big ego and all that so I, i've got to work on that but this detaching technique has actually been uh, validated by Dr. Andrew Huberman, a neuroscientist at Stanford. Uh, they were both on, a, on two different podcasts together. And uh, Dr. Huberman explains that when we uh, expand our field of vision, our body is able to switch our stress response off. This makes sense to me because you ever been like on top of a mountain or like at the beach where you can see the whole horizon or a vista point or even like a hotel balcony and then you find yourself just letting off a sigh of relief just <sighs> from fighting the opposite is true you know you narrow your gaze your your brows they furrow you focus when you focus everything else gets f blurry right this activates your stress response. That's why when you're about to get it on, you know, you see the guys squaring up, even their nose flares up. And that's one of the many things I've learned, especially from Philip Folsom, from his recounting of the work he did with the wolves. Predators have their eyes in the front 
and Prey have their eyes on the side. <laughs> so check this out. I made a little ditty for you. You ready? Okay. Eyes in the front are meant to hunt. Eyes on the side better run and hide. You still tracking? Let's do a little recap and add some practical tactical applications. And then I'll tell you a little story that I uh, uncovered at the end. Okay, so men do hard stuff. Emotional intelligence is about being in control of our emotions and being also aware of those around us in our team. So we avoid stepping in messy misunderstandings so we can get our point across and that we can get what we want and that we can also give our team our loved ones our family what they need now i promise some practical tactical applications like a, a feigned retreat say a general uses a feigned retreat to draw an enemy into what they think is an advantageous position for them so you back up and they think you're running away. Just reminds me like in Krav Maga, right? We put our palms up, you know, you tuck our heads and you, you blade your stance a little bit to avoid a confrontation. There's no fist because I'm not trying to present a threat. I'm trying to de-escalate by looking submissive. You'll see this with dogs. Like dogs will yield and put their belly up when they're overmatched. However, in this stance... I'm again, I'm de-escalating, right? I don't look threatening at all, but I'm still on guard. But should it escalate, I can just clench my fist. I can, you know, maneuver into uh, defensive tactics or something or whatever applies, right? This also applies to emotional intelligence. It helps us strategically assess the situation and to avoid a direct confrontation. In the 1970s, uh, the rope-a-dope is a tactic that came from George Foreman versus Ali, where Ali went against the ropes in the corner to lure in George Foreman. Foreman just attacked and punched himself out. Ali was covering up and then, you know, counterattacked and got the KO. I also do this in jiu-jitsu from Turtle Guard. How do we implement this into our relationships? How do you let them know that you're on their side and yet still help them to choose a better path or get out of their head? Uh, I'm, again, I'm gonna refer to Jocko. Good. Who calls this uh, reflect and diminish. And get after it. I remember better with alliterations. So mine is rapport, reflect, reduce, reorient. So let me break those down. Number one, you build rapport. Rapport is friendly, harmonious relationships where there is a mutual agreement and understanding and emotional empathy that makes the communication flow a little bit better. So say you walk in and your lady's upset that the ice maker isn't working. So if you tell her to calm down, Danger. that's it, Danger. man. Game over. If you tell her she's overreacting, Danger. again, Danger. that's it. Game over, man. You got to get it on her side of things by building rapport. You can say something like, what? That stupid machine isn't working? Uh, I'm sorry, babe. You know, that's, that's one way. Number two is reflect it. That thing was working yesterday, right? Or... I hate it when 
you want something cold to refresh yourself and then boom no ice see now you understand them you're empathizing you're feeling their pain so you go on to number three which is you reduce the problem into something more manageable like hey did you check see if the ice got stuck together or have you called the repairman for an estimate and then number four is you reorient you know i hey babe i'll buy some ice from the gas station or you know what let's get some little ice cube trays and put it in the freezer until it gets fixed or heck i'll just buy you a new fridge okay i appreciate you guys sticking around and let me give you a little bonus from the art of war uh, this quote is let your plans be dark and impenetrable as the night and when you move strike like a thunderbolt i promised you a story all right so back in the day i was assistant supervisor and my boss his name was richard richard is short for and there's a reason why that is this guy was a real a real one okay he would always brag about his schooling and how he would write these intricate contracts with with corporations in china and all this stuff and long-winded emails and he would literally always look down on me because i didn't have a high school diploma right i didn't graduate high school anyways we were at his corporate lunch with all the big wigs and he was saying something and he used to use very superfluous words and embellish everything because he thought he was better than everybody because he wanted to whatever show off with his linguistic expressions and he said a word that you know i was like oh i know that word i've heard it before and the word was quotidian so like i was honestly just curious but since he was always making fun of me he probably thought like i was trying to get up on him and i i stopped him and i said hey do you know the etymology of that word and i think i stumped him or i don't know but he was like and he got real defensive real quick and he's like i've got a degree in this and i've done that and i'm like okay started doing his damn litany again of of all his credentials and i've never heard that word etymology so i was on the spot you know i was like already embarrassed because he made it more of a thing than it had to be i literally wanted to know what if he knew the etymology of the word and i figured since he's so educated the general manager cuts him off and said yeah etymology is like is like the root of the word like if it comes from latin or it comes from greek or he gave me that little breath i got a or he gave me that little space i took a breath and i was like oh that's right quotidian means like daily or or something mundane that you do every day i got up because you know he had or he had put me on blast in front of me i got up as i was going through the door i was like oh yeah by the way i didn't graduate high school and i closed the door my point in this is don't let anybody no matter where you come from tell you or how to feel you're only limited by yourself see i took four years in latin i didn't graduate high school i'm an autodidact what that means is a fancy word for self-taught uh i've 
that Latin teacher, my English teacher, all these teachers, I actually paid attention to them. And I actually started reading more right outside of high school. So don't let anybody or anything stop you. I'm going to give you another unfold quote today. It's a, it's a Latin quote. It's one of the very first ones I memorized. It's, Latin's a dead language, by the way, so most of it sounds kind of Italian because they're over there, but it's a out in Vanium BM, out Fakiam. Either find or make your path. I appreciate you guys being here. Check out my other videos, and I'll see you in part two. I'll be back. Good.